A lack of medical residency positions made available for Canadians graduating with medical degrees from foreign universities and colleges is being brought forward by one former B.C. politician. Uh, International medical graduates, or IMGs, if you will, are being passed over in favour of Canadian students completing their MDs domestically or also in favour of foreign nationals who receive medical degrees from foreign countries. Here now to talk a little bit about his concerns with this practice is former MLA for Yale Lillooet and former BC Transportation Minister, Harry Lawley. Harry, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, my pleasure to be with you. So let me just kind of get a little background on this from you, just from from why this is a concern for you right now. I mean, obviously we're experiencing COVID-19, global pandemic, uh, you know, problem is getting worse day by day here uh, across the world, but also, of course, here in Canada as well. What What is your concern right now when it comes to, you know, people completing their medical uh, or getting their medical degrees from foreign countries who are Canadian and British Columbian, uh, but not necessarily getting an opportunity to practice here uh, in the immediate future? What, what, what is your concern when it comes to this issue? Yeah, well, I've been following this uh, before as an MLA, but more so since my own son, uh, went to Warsaw University to get his degree uh, as a doctor. And uh, so obviously I've been uh, in, in touch with this whole situation. Now the issue is not about my son. Obviously he's uh, applying in other parts of Canada and most likely he'll, he, he'll get in. But it's a greater issue, especially now uh, with the coronavirus uh, that is spreading like wildfire uh, as a pandem- pandemic across the world. And you're finding that uh, uh, other countries are doing innovative things and actually loosening or relaxing their former established rules in order to get more of these trained doctors into uh, internships and medical residencies. Ireland, for instance, is, is increasing their program and wanting uh, uh, not only uh, uh, trained doctors to, to come back to Ireland, but also students uh, as well who are looking uh, uh, for residency positions uh, to, to be able to come back uh, and assist in this pandem- pandemic. And you having uh, England has done the same thing, uh, United Kingdom, where they're actually opening up, whereas before it was just uh, England-trained or United Kingdom-trained uh, doctors uh, who would get uh, internships there. They're opening up internationally, so anybody is welcome to apply as long as uh, they uh, meet the requirements. India, for instance, has a shortage uh, of 400 to 600,000 doctors, is now building 200 new medical colleges over the next 10 years to be able to meet their own domestic demand and is actually uh, a stopping a program called NORI Certificates, whereby uh, they were saying no objection for Indian-trained doctors to get residency in the United States. They're actually really clamping down on that because they need to meet their own domestic need and their coronavirus. Quebec is another one, just uh, is now uh, asking people to apply for how they can help in this um, medical crisis. And I have to do a little bit more research on that to see if medical residencies are also opening up. But it's time, I think, for British Columbia to do the same thing. And I know it's a great thing that they recalled and asked for retired doctors to reinstate and healthcare professionals. And a few doesn't have. But, you know, most uh, doctors retire and I'm, you know, over 65. It's because of medical reasons or health reasons that they retire. So these older doctors coming back are in that most at risk category right now. So, and I think we can uh, supplement or add to the capacity where you might have a few dozen actually British Columbia uh, uh, doctors who have been trained abroad, the IMGs, who are waiting for residencies. And I think UBC, uh, the BC Medical Association, the provincial government, 
and the federal governments need to work together to open that to meet our demand right now in the face of this coronavirus that is spreading. Are are you at all, um, you know, surprised that that hasn't happened just because, you know, you talked a little bit here about those people who are retired doctors who are being called back to work amid the COVID-19 crisis here. Um, you know, they're over 65. They're uh, immunocompromised, potentially. They're in that older age group that is more at risk uh, to, to contract COVID-19 and, and suffer serious consequences as a result of the, the novel coronavirus. And, you know, clearly there is a need for more doctors in this country. And, and now more than ever, it feels like that's sort of being brought to the forefront when we're talking about the need for more medical professionals to help those who are impacted. Are you surprised this discussion hasn't had a little more uh, a little more legs to it or, or been a little more at the forefront, um, you know, just talking about the need to bring in new doctors and, and particularly younger doctors, and that's really what we're talking about here in this case? Well, first of all, I want to state that I am not at all being critical of uh, the, the situation in the past or the current or past government or the federal government. That's not what it's I'm, what I'm recommending is something very positive uh, that could be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an old uh, saying that necessity is the mother of all inventions. So we have a need right now. It is necessary for us to actually uh, increase our capacity as we fight the uh, COVID-19 pandemic right here in British Columbia. And I think now is the time more than ever to open it up. And in the past, I know uh, universities have passed the buck to the government saying we're not getting enough funding. And government said we got to watch our budgets. Well, every jurisdiction, uh, provincially and federally in Canada, ha- are running into these huge deficits, rightly so, in order to fight the coronavirus right now, right? The spread of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, where there's $5 billion that the BC government is going to be spending for fighting the virus and also to prop up the economy, the, the, it's just a few million dollars that you might be needed if that is what is needed, which is basically a, a drop of a drop of a, you know, in, a, in the bucket to be able to take care of that need. So that argument of, of finances doesn't hold anymore, but the need is there. And uh, my own uh, doctor, uh, Dr. Don McLeod in, in Merritt, I had conversations with him and other doctors that I know, and they all are of the same opinion that uh, these new uh, doctors that are being trained uh, locally here in Canada and also the IMGs, uh, these young people are more in tune with the pandemics they, they, they're more in tune with the, the modern skills, the techniques, the, and the medical technologies that are available across the world, and they're rare to go. They want to help. And I think that this is a resource that's waiting for governments to call, and I think that uh, the, the B.C. government needs to work with UBC, open up uh, more residencies for those Canadian, those British Columbian uh, kids who are fully trained doctors, but they need their residencies and they want to help. And, and I think this is the opportune time. And, uh, and I know government is busy uh, with, with, with this pandemic right now, but this is just one more thing they can, they can add to in order to increase our capacity because we have 14 sites uh, in British Columbia uh, associated with UBC where this training takes place under the supervision of doctors for, for medical residents. And, and the Royal Atlanta Hospital is one of them. So in our area, we've had doctor shortages in communities like Merrill and Princeton, Logan Lake, Hope, and all these other communities surrounding Kamloops. This would lighten the load, obviously, if you've got some medical residents that are actually stationed in these 14 sites working with the doctors in order to make, uh, uh, fight the, uh, the spread of the coronavirus and deal with patients. Um, 
I, I think it's also important to reiterate and re-highlight that, you know, we are talking about Canadians and British Columbians here who who were, you know, studying abroad. They are from here. They are, uh, you know, domestic um residents, but they, they just went and got their degree elsewhere, and, and now they're waiting to practice here in Canada. I just wanted to highlight that one more time. Um, just from your son's perspective, since he is here, one of these IMGs that is waiting to find some work and start a residency, um, what, what has he been told? Is it more difficult right now for him to find uh, a place to do his residency? You you said you're pretty confident he's going to find something, but it hasn't happened yet, and you know it sounds like he may be being passed over for some of these uh, either doctors who are you know have their degree from foreign country who are foreign doctors or or of course those who have a degree domestically what what is the reasoning behind why um you know he doesn't seem to be at the front of a line when, when trying to find a residency reality is uh that uh, even in terms of uh medical training uh for degrees uh, uh for doctors uh when you when you have uh canadian institutions like ubc they sell residency sorry they sell positions in training also to foreign countries uh students from foreign countries and then even in residency that, that, that takes place. And so what ends up happening is denies not, uh, not only Canadian students that are locally trained, but also uh, Canadian doctors that are international uh, medical graduates uh, spaces. And we're losing actually fully trained Canadian doctors by the hundreds uh, to other countries like the United States. Uh, for instance, uh, my nephew uh, who uh, went to Warsaw, Poland as well, got his residency in uh, Florida came back to Merritt and wanted to be a, a practicing here. And at that time, it was several years ago, the IHA was not very helpful uh, in, in getting, uh, getting him uh, certified here to be able to do that, even though he passed all his tests. He ended up going to the United States. He's married and he's got kids and he's not coming back. And, uh, and you know, my son also grew up in Merritt, is in the same boat. But there are dozens of other uh, British Columbian uh, fully trained doctors uh, who are IMGs and basically uh, hundreds uh, across the country. And we're losing those people because of the entrenchment that, uh, that, that uh, is there within uh, established universities, et cetera. But finances is no longer an excuse. They will add capacity, obviously. And you know they get paid minimal, uh, residents. Uh, they get paid minimal, but they give a full time, uh, their full time to uh, being doctors uh, under the supervision of others, uh, which basically frees up other doctors to be able to fight the coronavirus, if not, you know, these uh, uh, IMGs. And I think it's, it's the time to be able to, to do that right now to say, look, whether you are a Canadian trained Canadian doctor or you're trained internationally, but you come back to Canada, they ought to be treated on an equal footing. But at the same time, now is the time to open up. Ireland's doing it. England's doing it. India's doing it. Quebec has started doing it. And I think it, it, because there is a need right now, this is the opportune time to do it. And I think, you know, the, some of the uh, bureaucratic hurdles that are sometimes used as an excuse, the legislation and regulations. Well, governments are moving heaven and earth in order to basically change the legislation and the regulations to push multi-billions of dollars out to not only fight the coronavirus right now, but also to prop up the economy uh, in our country and across other countries. The same thing can be done. And like I said, necessity is the mother of all the inventions, and we have a need, and I know these governments can do this. So my plea uh, to the Premier and to Minister Dix and the government and also to the Prime Minister is this is the time to do it. Other jurisdictions are doing it. There's no reason why we can't do it. Uh, New York, for instance, 
uh, not only New York University, but state, but they're asking uh, their medical students who are graduating this year to graduate early. So they, they want to uh, get them into, as long as they qualify, get them into these positions as, uh, as uh, internships uh, to fight the coronavirus there in, in, in New York right now. So jurisdictions across the world are responding. So I think what needs to happen is, is for provincial governments, BC here in particular, and also the Canadian government to be proactive in the face of this coronavirus threat, rather than be reactive when the situation gets out of control. And I think the time is now to be able to do this. This is the opportune time to do it. Do you, uh, just out of curiosity here, do you have a fear at all uh, when it comes to this issue, right? We have these IMGs, these international medical graduates who are now back in Canada waiting for a, uh, a position to open up so they can begin their residency and become a, a medical doctor here in Canada. Do you have a fear that if, you know, this process doesn't become a little bit easier during this particular time, right, when we're talking about a time of crisis, for them to get involved and be a part of this solution to coronavirus, do you have a fear that they'll get these these IMGs will get scooped up by other countries and, and then they may not ever want to come back to Canada, not because they don't like Canada, but because once they start practicing and start working, you know, it's harder to leave. So do you have a fear that, you know, we have a bunch of qualified doctors that are here, that if we don't take advantage of them while they are here, they, they might be gone before we know it? Well, it's not a fear. It's a reality. That's what's happening is because there are not enough physicians uh, made available uh, in uh, Canada and British Columbia. And we have a shortage, a big shortage of doctors uh, in, in British Columbia right now, especially since baby boomer doctors uh, have been and will be retiring over the next 10 to 15 years. So it, we need to meet that demand. So it's already happening. You know, my nephew's gone. I know some others that have gone as well, uh, uh, you know, uh, kids of uh, friends and relatives that are gone abroad now. And they're going to continue to do that, and it, is, it becomes a brain drain. And then the reality is these... Uh, um, uh, uh, Canadian students who went abroad to get their medical degrees. They did it because there weren't enough spaces available in Canada. But they're fully trained and come back to Canada. They didn't go elsewhere to go find residencies or to work. They're coming back to Canada because they're Canadians and they want to help, uh, you know, patients in Canada. And for British Columbia, you know, for, for people like my nephew and, and my son, and many other, uh, uh, you know, fully trained doctors that are AMGs, they want to do the same thing. They want to be in British Columbia. They want to be in Canada. They don't want to go to the United States or they don't want to go elsewhere. But out of necessity, they're forced to leave. And I think this is the opportune time to not only open up residencies for these IMGs, but once they, you know, they've completed all their requirements to, to be able to, uh, you know, make positions available in order to get rid of that backlog of the shortage of doctors that is already here, especially in rural British Columbia and rural Canada. But it's also a big issue in urban Canada because uh, even there, uh, there are so many tens of thousands of people in the lower mainland who do not have a family doctor. So what do they do? They go to these walk-in clinics and, and these patients are going into the ER and hospitals to get their health care rather than the care of a family doctor that they could call their own. 
Well, Harry, uh, I think that's uh, kind of a good point to wrap up on here. Um, you know, we could probably talk about this for another half an hour, but uh, unfortunately we don't have that much time to uh, to get all that in. But I really appreciate you taking the time and bringing this issue to my attention. Uh, I think it's a, it's a really interesting conversation that, that probably should be had, and, and a, a time when we're dealing with a global pandemic is probably a, an appropriate time to think about this, although maybe it should have been thought of prior to, but, um, you know, better late than never.